Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Nyasha and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Joining me as ever is my co-host and co-founder looking so splendid. She's got the chain, she's got the merch, got the earrings. Oh, bling, bling. Tandy Sabanda. <laughs> How's it going? Hi. Hi. Happy Monday. Happy. It's so nice to be back. Mm, you you look radiant, Monday. I must say. Thank you. Yeah. I'm I'm actually looking at this lighting and I'm thinking, does my makeup look crazy? No. But it's too late to turn back now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you you look great <laughs> though, don't worry about that. That's that's absolutely fine. <laughs> um and we've got a guest today. Yay. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is one of those guests that I'm always really quite excited to have him on. Mm. Because every time anyone's asking me, I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for this guest. Yeah, 100%. Long, long running guest. Long running guest. I was actually saying to someone, I think this, you mm. might have been our first international guest. And what Man, an international me. guest we have. Everyone, welcome to the show. Our favorite. Favorite, favorite, favorite Oscar winner and producer. <laughs> <laughs> it is only man like Trayvon Freeve cheering. <laughs> what up, guys? Thanks oh, wait, for having me back. Can you hear that cheering? Did I just not miss? Did I miss that up? <laughs> no, I thought we were making it up. Oh, right. No, I'm, I'm literally I'm pressing <laughs> the cheering button, but no cheering is coming out. So, you know, we just have to pretend that the cheering Trayvon, is I'll there. Give you, I'll give there you, you your... Go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I'll give you your class. Just, you know, just do it in yeah. post. Yeah. You know, like Hollywood. Do it in post. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's up, how's, Yeah, what's, how's it going? Oh, everything is great, man. Thanks for having me back. Well, some everything except for the Mercedes F1 season, but everything's are, things are great. Uh, things are good. That's a splendid top you have all. on, by the way. Oh yeah, it's 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 very very nice, <laughs> fine piece of uh, clothing that I I procured for the day. Uh, a little Quick Stop F1 oh, come merch. On, man. Yeah, everybody wearing Quick Stop F1 oh, merch. Say Don't. <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, so, Gunshots work. Yeah, no, work. no, don't worry. We've got the applause back. Don't worry. Trayvon! Yay! Oh, there, there you go. go. <laughs> See, not just violence, but also happiness and cheering on the show. But look, guys, it's not just about Trayvon. It's not about Tandy. It's not about me. It's about you at home. So, if you're watching this, make sure you're giving us a like and a subscribe. If you're listening, make sure to give us a five-star review on Spotify. We're trying to get to 500. Thanks for everyone that has been giving us a review and make sure to do an Apple podcast review as well. It helps us spread the gospel of Quick Stop. And the further this goes, the further mm -hmm. we go. The further we go, more cool shit for you. So, you know, it just makes sense. Support the <laughs> brand Trayvon. Did you rehearse that? I didn't, but I, Did you I feel that? like I just feel no. I'm trying. That was really. I'm good. trying to get like a gig on one of Trayvon's next thing, so I'm trying to show him like, you know I mean? like I've got. I can I can do some lines improv or whatever. <laughs> um, Trayvon. So you said, I guess when we spoke to you, it was at the end of last season for uh, our, our New Year kind of special. Um, and yeah. I guess there was hope that 
Although the W13 was bad, that the W14 would be an improvement. And this would be an incredible uh, season for Mercedes as they fight back uh, through the field. Um, so with the knowledge that you have now, three months later, um, <laughs> how are you finding this season? <laughs> um, more depressing than ever, yeah. to be honest. It, it, it's unbelievably depressing. And... I don't, uh, it feels like that, that part of the movie where like the two people have split up the two, the two stars have split up and they got to find their way back together to, to, to fight that third X, uh, climax of the movie and, and be victorious. But man, this is a, a dark night of the soul, man. And <laughs> yeah. it's so it's bad right. to, to, I mean, it, it feels so bad that like I found myself wondering, did like did like Lewis lose some, like a, a curse to like some shaman that he met that we didn't know about and that he didn't fulfill his side of the obligation and I his whole that world. Too. <laughs> I started thinking that too. I was thinking, surely this is now a thing where it's it's a curse it's a curse and we're just it's a curse right it feels so much like a curse i mean please lewis return madame medusa's coins before midnight right did you (laughs) did he like take a sacred rock from one of his trips during the off season from one of from and from somewhere in africa or so like any of these places that he went because i'm like what happened like how did like someone who's been so just like the the combination of preparedness and opportunity that creates your luck was so high for for him for so long and to see the tide turn in such a drastic way like to me the biggest nail in the coffin of believing like okay there must be some type of like like energetic curse going on was fucking Alonzo gets a fast car of all people like of all people like if you're talking about the Lewis Hamilton saga of like of like storied enemies you're like okay Red Bull versus Mercedes fine we're gonna play Lewis versus Max for as long as we can and then all of a sudden this motherfucker (laughs) gets a fast car with the same engine and the same parts you're like what yeah like I, I got to imagine like it is killing him yeah. to to privately at least to see uh, Alonzo get a fast car with, with the same parts. You're like, it's crazy. What is going on, man? It's like crazy. that, mm. that to me was like the most depressing thing to see. Now he not only has to fight his current Darth Vader, but like this other old fucking sith lord showed up that he's right that he had beaten a long time ago like it's like crazy bro it's It's like the opposite of the avengers it's like the revengers where like just loads of enemies linking up against one person to defeat them he's got the the fia alonzo red bull like jesus Awful, awful He can't, he can't win, bro. He can't, he can't win. And like Mercedes is just botching it, man. Just botching it. And you can't, it's hard to even have faith in the team at this Mm, point. mm. Like it's hard to have faith in the team. Like when they're like, oh, we use the wrong data. And like, you're like, what is going on over there, guys? Like what is going on? What is going on, Tandy? 
And I feel like for now the content creators, we are now the content creators that are openly team Mercedes, team Lewis Hamilton. We are now just kind of like a support group. Like we get guests on this week. Trayvon, hi Trayvon. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Trayvon and I'm going through the Lewis Hamilton story. Hi, Trayvon. And we all just collectively come here and we cry. Things have got to change. Oh, oh, so Tandy. That's, that's a strong statement. Uh -huh. um, I guess within that, Toto this week has mm. kind of said pretty clearly on, on, a, on a number of occasions we're changing the concept of the car now I don't care if it looks like a Red Bull we'll stick a Mercedes sticker on it um, I guess how do you feel about that is it I guess a lot of people are quite mad <laughs> that it's a year on you know we went for a year and like Trayvon mm. said you know they were data gathering for a year and then they looked in their data gathering bag and was like oh this is the completely wrong data um so i guess do you have uh, a sense of sympathy for the team for what's happened or are you not happy with the team and this i don't have some no i'm afraid <laughs> i'm afraid i don't have sympathy for the team i have sympathy for the fans mm. because the script could have been written so perfectly last year. This is not a thing that started this season. It's something that started last year. And for that reason, it could have been solved last year, but we're still ongoing. He's literally had a massive winter break. We have a big budget. Like, where are we when it's down to this? Like, where are we? We're in the shit, mate. <laughs> it's actually, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. Um, I guess Trayvon... These are the same people. These are the same people who designed the W11, which is like, mm. I'm like, where where did those gig wow. brains go? Like, like whoever is... you need to rehire, if it's the coffee lady, was she doing something different <laughs> to the one that's there now? We need to really look internally. This cannot continue to happen. Well, I mean, you know what's fascinating happening? though is what's what's fascinating to me is you like you already understand that like Adrian Newey is a genius and like he is an insane secret weapon for Red Bull. And he, I would argue that he is the reason they've gotten where they are right now, even in all of their overspending and cheating glory. And you look at the fact that some of his people went to Aston Martin and then Aston Martin got fast and you're like, oh, he, he understands the mechanics of this in a way that, is not like a fluke or not like James or not like uh, Adrian has all the secrets and the people who work for me just do my bidding. They went to another place and made a car yeah. fast with his saying, I mean, even uh, what's the, uh, the, the owner of Red Bull's name uh, again? Um, uh, yeah. Marco. Hammond Marco. Uh, yeah. Even, even his comment about, it looks like those guys have long <laughs> memories uh, or, uh, about what was going on at Red Bull to make their you like it's clearly something in the in the in the Adrian Newey factory that understands these cars in a way that other people just don't, and the fact that they could take that and replicate it somewhere else and bring Aston Martin from the midfield to the front of the grid is uh, you you need let what more proof do you need right wow. like it's <clears throat> it's kind of it's like it's so sad but you're like well maybe all those years 
uh, Red Bull spent picking off Mercedes employees, you kind of need to go maybe pay back <laughs> and go pick off some Red Bull employees <laughs> and figure out what's uh, what are you missing? It would be great for us to do that. And that's something that obviously, yeah, I think a lot of people have spoken about it. Dan Fellows over at Aston Martin at the moment. Obviously, uh, James Allison, who designed all the good cars, is currently, you know, he's trying to retire. He's designing boats at the moment. Uh, he's in his boats and hose era. Um, obviously, we've just had James Vowles move to Williams. Uh, Red Bull poaching 15, 20 employees from Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton said the chef that he has in Monaco doesn't even make the soup anymore. They changed the chef. So, like, like Andy said, <laughs> we, need to get, we need to get these people back together. We need to, I don't know what bag they need to throw at it. But it's, yeah, it's clearly a situation where a loss of... Um, a loss of brain power and a loss of team personnel seems to have affected uh, Mercedes Tandy. But do you know what, though, mm. guys? Do you know what I've been saying this weekend? What, I was just saying? saying, good thing I am delusional. Like, I think it's nice that mm. I have a sense of delusion to my head because that really numbs the pain. I do definitely recommend it. Last week, you asked me, like, what are we doing post-Ride the Glitch? I'm saying... Good thing I'm delusional. Good thing I can't read. Oh, there's a red flag. Good thing I'm colorblind. You know right, I mean? okay. That's, okay. That's what so, we've got to do. <laughs> so des describe your, like, delusional state. So, like, obviously everything's going on around you. Mm -hmm. The car's not great. Uh -huh. Lewis isn't happy. Mercedes fans are fighting with each other. How, how mm. like, if you're going to advise other people to join you in delusion what does that look like mm -hmm. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say like <laughs> this, this is my everyday life <laughs> okay fair play if you want to be um, like tandy you just yeah. gonna be basically off uh and with the fairies and not around so trayvon mm -hmm. Like, take it easy. Oh, sorry, you you popped out and then came back in there. Um, so I didn't catch that last oh. bit of what you said. It's okay, I said, just take it easy. Just take it easy, take guys. It easy. Take it easy. Don't stress yourselves Good out. Good thing I'm delusional. <laughs> yeah, honestly, when you get sad, <laughs> when you look at that TV and you're screaming and you're hearing and you're looking at your phone and the and the uh, admin for Mercedes are saying, oh, we didn't quite get it this week. Just say, do you know what? Good thing I'm delusional. Nice. I, I love honestly, it. Honestly, it makes <laughs> helps you sleep at night. <laughs> um... So, we have a race, uh, Saudi Arabia uh, Grand Prix, which has been won by Checo Perez uh, in the Red Bull. Uh, Max finishing second after starting in 15th place. Um, Trayvon, yeah. you've been quite critical of the new regulations, um, including the cost cap. So, I guess for you... What is it about these regulations that you're not enjoying? And I guess what would be your solution to a, I guess, a more competitive front of the grid? Well, I mean, if it's, I think it's two, it's two things, right? You have the FIA saying we made these regulations so that everybody would be more competitive, right? And you're like, okay, 
Well, there is a little more competition in the middle of the field. Like cars are a little having having a lot more uh, fighting going on in the in the middle of races. But at the front of the grid, you have by far and away one of the largest gaps we've seen right in recent years. And then you think back. Well, well, not that long ago, there was a a, a rocket ship called the W eleven that was literally smoking people and what did they do they immediately made mercedes change their floor and slowed them down to a pace that red bull could actually compete with them and while even at that time it felt unfair to like slow a car down versus giving other people ways to try to speed themselves up right don't slow me down give give them let them figure out how to catch up but give them maybe more resources more resources to help them catch up um and now you have the red bull being as as fast as like as like lewis is saying the fastest car i've ever seen um uh and they have seemed to have no, no cares in the world about doing anything about quote unquote, making it more, it's so, making it more competitive because it's so obvious what this season yeah. looks like. It's so obvious what's about to happen over the course of this year. And I don't hear anyone. I don't hear, I don't, you remember when uh, Kristen Horner was talking about the good yeah. of the sport, you got to like slow Mercedes, Mercedes down for the good of the sport. So people actually want to watch. I, it's weird. He's not brought that up at all. <laughs> uh since since <laughs> red bulls kind of run away with uh pretty much everything and so it is it feels like to me it's less about making things more competitive and making making the cars uh a little more equal with a cost cap and everything else but it's more about they finally got the front of the pack car that they want to represent their sport and they have no plans to do anything about it i mean it was clear in 2021 they didn't want Lewis to be the outright sole possessor of the most championships Drop ever. The and they just about that. And now, <laughs> now you have this particular situation where they're not even talking about no one. No one's talking about the good of the sport and how fast Red Bull is and and how boring it is to watch. Um, and uh, I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm looking at this quote. Sorry, in the chat. Um, yeah, predictable, predictable serial results and serial winning is difficult for any sport. <laughs> well, how does how does Christian Horner feel about that today? Has someone should someone like uh, Matt or like uh, Damon Hill should ask him that question? Yeah, you know, like what? How do you feel about that now? And I would love to hear his very hypocritical answer. <laughs> um, but he's just gonna he's just gonna double back. You're just literally going to double back on that quote. When was that quote taken? Was that? 2015 about Mercedes. 2015. Yeah. And, and the thing. Well, inevitably, well, inevitably well. with predictability, people get turned off and it needs to, and it needs to, and it needs a rain. A rejig. I can't read that. I think it's a, oh, okay. I see. I'm like, I can't see that. A rejig to bring it closer together. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think anyone cares about the fact that Red Bull's at the front and Mercedes is struggling. They like the fact that Mercedes is struggling. Yeah, um, and I think I that... Wanna, I don't, after you, Tandy, sorry. Sorry, I was reading the quote. I don't think anyone wants to see Fernando Alonso just taking part. We want to see him competing. So 
did you write the script then? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> that you write the script? <laughs> nice to see he's got writer's credit. Lovely to hear. I hope he's getting his uh, covering things. I hope he's getting his royalties off of this, bro. Doreen needs to check those ten of credits, bro. Mm-hmm. PRS coming towards Christian Horner. I think like uh, I'm coming for you, Rock Nation. <laughs> you will crumble, you, Rock Nation. <laughs> Oh man. So let me put it to you guys, I guess Tandy. Some people will say that Mercedes fans are bitter. We experienced uh let's say twenty fourteen to sixteen domination. Um, cars getting lapped. I think there were no cars. Or there were, if there were cars lapped this week or last race, it's because um, McLaren botched the pit stops. I think there was a field spread of around a second or so, uh, just over a second after the Red Bulls in qualifying. So they will say that as a total, the fields are closer together than they were when Mercedes were dominating and that no one in Mercedes was complaining about um, boring races and field spread when when Mercedes were were winning. So why why should Red Bull fans or why should Red Bull care about the good of the <clears throat> the sport? I guess what do you what do you say to that? Why should they care? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Why should they care? They shouldn't. No. <laughs> if they're winning, they they don't give a fuck. So <laughs> that's what we need. To, these are the hard to swallow pills of what's going on at the moment. This is what we need. Take open the pill, take the pack, drink it with water. Um, don't even drink it. Just you know when people in films say, are depressed and they just swallow it. They're like, and they just yeah. and they swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> take that shit back. Whatever you need to do to sleep at night. But I don't think Red Bull fans are sat there thinking, "Oh God, how do we make it fair for the Team LH fans?" No offense. That's just the truth, isn't it? So I guess. Oh, so after yeah, I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't. Th- I think it's just as boring if I know every weekend Lewis is going to just run away with the race, yeah. right? Like, as a fan who enjoys watching the sport, I enjoyed 2021 because it was competitive, right? Now, when you get into like cheating and like, like, uh, short, uh, uh, like crashing into your opponents on purpose and shit like that's not cool and when you when you have to just demonstrate actual skill to the driver with competitive cars that's fun to watch like turning up every week and knowing like oh well lewis is a better driver but it's still like no guarantee he's gonna win each race that's fun to watch it's not fun to watch as a fan anybody just turn up and win the race as long as their car is reliable that week. And you know for a fact that car is going to be the front of the grid. That car is going to probably win the race, uh, barring any like catastrophe that happens when the race starts. And so it's when you get a year like 21, if 21 happened the yeah. right way, it would be, it's, it's yeah. amazing, right? Like it's, I didn't, I wouldn't have mind him. And, and Max going hard the way they did. That was so exciting. Every week felt like yeah. an event because you didn't necessarily know what was going to happen. Like this doesn't feel that way. 
I mean, I was bored even when Lewis was dominating every week. It's like, yeah, it's, it's great when it's your team, right? The teams themselves aren't going to complain about being fast, right? Their job yeah. is to make a car that does exactly what it's doing, to run away from the field, to get as far away from your opponents as possible. But from a fan perspective, yes, it is boring or a little more boring when you know, like, yeah, even my guy's going to turn up and run away with it. So it's like, do I really need to watch if I know, like, even if I knew Lewis was driving a car as fast as the Red Bull and the Red Bull was in this current situation, like, I would probably still not necessarily watch as much, but it'd be for different reasons. It's like, yeah, because I know what's going to happen. Like, I don't have to go out of my way to wake up at 5 or 6 a.m. Yeah. when I know, like, <laughs> Lewis has got it. I don't got to, like, and for the same reason, I don't got to get up because I know the team that I hate is probably going to win, right? But if I know every week, Either one of them can be pole. Either one of them can win the race. Uh, I want to, like, that's exciting. I want to see that. And so I think there's a level of understanding in that regard that's that's missing from the conversation when it, be, when it comes to the teams themselves and less so. Like, I don't expect Red Bull fans to be anything other than who they are, right? Of course, they're going to want to. They, they, they love to see Max run away with yeah. it every week. Um, and they probably are less bored of it than I mean I see some Red Bull fans talk about being bored of it like the the more the more quote unquote <laughs> human ones um, but, but, he said it but, not us <laughs> that was um, Trayvon free at Trayvon they know because if anyone is anyway you are yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I mean it's it's it, it's a sport that can be more exciting in other in in ways outside of trying to give out points for fucking uh, practice, which is yeah. idiotic. Mm. Um, but it's I don't think the sports I don't think they're interested in that. To be honest, I just well, don't. I don't think they're interested. Um, in it. It's interesting you say that because we have a, a situation where let's even take away the sport being interested in that. Even Red Bull themselves don't really seem interested in anything other than a Max Verstappen World Championship based on how they treated uh, Sergio Perez during this race. So obviously Sergio Perez is out front, he's winning, whatever. They're telling him to manage a pace of 133.0 per lap. Um... Meanwhile, they're telling Max to do 132.6, would have, uh, which would have had Max close up behind him in 10 laps to to overtake him, which Checo knew nothing about until he realized, like, hang on, guys, why are you telling me the wrong pace? Um, <laughs> and then on right. top of that, uh, they told Checo that Max wasn't going to go for fastest lap. And then what does Max do on the last lap? He puts it full beans and takes the fastest lap at a point where he knew Checo would not be able to retaliate Tandy? but we know that max is an entitled driver he is that's why he did that oh no for sure yeah. but i guess he's in a position where not only is the sport seemingly favoring his team and him with you know how they've treated him in the past mm-hmm. and how they favored his team but his team also seemed to favor him as well i guess the situation at red bull with um with Checo and Max, it's obvious. I think with you know what with Max said in the in the post race interview, he said you know clearly this race, uh, this title race is going to be between me and Checo. Now I need every point if I'm going to be fighting against him. Um, 
Do we see? Wait, well, it it's Checo against Max and Red Bull, but uh, <laughs> I feel like, is this? Uh, are we going to see some kind of like bust up this season, like a repeat of the Brazil twenty two situation where Max wouldn't, uh, you know, let Checo pass or or whatever? Um, do we see that kind of? busting up the more that they fight with each other or is Max just going to run away, away with it anyway or Red Bull engineer something to make sure it doesn't it doesn't happen there's no doubt in my mind if it became between Checo and Max Red Bull are not doing anything to make to support Checo winning the title they just won't do it I mean 100%. they've demonstrated year after year they have no interest in him being anything other than a wingman and the the, the shitty part for Checo is he is in such a position that he wants to drive. He happens to be in the fastest car on the grid, fastest-ish, his teammates probably a little faster. Um, and coming from the situation he came from before he got to Red Bull, he's seen the yeah. other side, right? So it's like now he has to, he has to battle – what it is to be on a team that he knows is actively keeping him in his place and have no intention of letting him beat Max for the title and also wanting to stay on the grid and stay on yeah. the grid in the car that can compete. And so like, it's, I would, I would literally give him so much credit if he was the kind of person who would say, fuck you, I'm choosing me over the team when it comes to uh, like trying to support Max and wingman Max, if the title's between the two of them versus, you know, I'm going to kind of say something, but then I'm going to fall back into my place and I'm going to occasionally say something again, then I'm going to fall back into my place until the inevitable happens where uh, his car all of a sudden like dies in a, in a race where it's, it's competitive or it's close during the season or the things start to happen. It just starts to feel like, oh, I think they they don't necessarily want Checo to be, even if he's capable, they don't want him to do it. I mean, telling him a different time to, to a time delta to hit or like last or 2021 when they gave him like Max's broken yeah. wing, you're like, <laughs> what, like, what more do you need to down. know that this team has no interest in supporting you beyond you supporting yeah, Max? No, it's uh, it's a crazy situation over there at Red Bull, and it's it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic. I think play out over the course of the season. I'm going to quickly get because we've uh, we've got some limited time with you, so I want to get your thoughts on. Let's go with the FIA. We've been speaking about the FIA. Um, I have a little more time now, by the way, just because my uh, my writing directing partner had oh, a appointment that he forgot. God about. bless that dentist. Uh, okay, so um, so let's go into the in the race Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. This season's a bit of a weird one in that. There is some good things that are happening, but it's kind of overshadowed by how boring the race at the front is. But unfortunately, with Alonso being as high up as he is, he is now getting podiums. Although that's what we thought when he got a uh, he got he had a five second penalty for starting outside of his pit lane. Uh, sorry, pit. Sorry, uh, starting grid. 
slot uh, in the same way that Esteban Ocon did in Bahrain. He then, when he came into the pit lane to serve that uh, under the safety car, uh, his rear jack uh, was touching the car, uh, which the FIA uh, or the stewards deemed to be working on the car, but they only decided that 30 laps later or something, uh, after the race was done, he's on the podium, he sprayed champagne, they then take it away from it, him hand it to George Russell, who gratefully we know will accept absolutely anything <laughs> given to him with open arms. I'm surprised it didn't stop. Um, and then after that, I think an hour and a half later after that, uh, due to an Aston Martin appeal, they give it back to Fernando. Um, leaving aside just the absolute shit show that creates and the incompetency around not giving a decision during the race, letting someone go on a podium, then taking it away. But online, there have been some strong comparisons to uh, how they managed Abu Dhabi 21. And a lot of people are saying, well, if you're able to reverse this decision so quickly, why aren't you able to reverse this one? I guess, uh, Trevor, I'll come to you. But Tandy, did you, I guess, I guess, yeah. How how did you feel about the whole Alonso? Alonso, that's that's me preparing <laughs> to go to America. Um, wow. How was the whole Alonso um, <laughs> incident for you? Um, I guess, do you have any, like, did it bring up any feelings for you? Were you just in your delusional world, just not bothering? Um, how, how was it for you? No, I'm just saying, um, like, were you shielding yourself from the fuckery? I was quite, yeah, to be fair, I guess that would be my answer, yeah. Um, I was kind of <laughs> shielding myself from the fuckery. Um, I'm not about to be the first person to jump in front of a bus for George Russell. That is probably why... I wasn't too asked. Mm. Um, after George's, like, obviously we'll get into that later, but in terms of it, like, Alonso, take your place, please, because <laughs> the guy who we are trying to take the title from is not deserving of it. So, yeah, Alonso, please go forward, please. The, the runway's yours. So that's how I felt. What is what a sad state of affairs that I go, no, like, the, the choice is like, George. Listen, no, no, no one sorry. wins when the family feuds. Nobody <laughs> wins when the family feuds. Okay. <laughs> it's not, it's like, it wasn't an easy decision to make, mm. but look, you know, he kicked him out. He's outside. <laughs> kicked him imagine, out. Imagine like honestly, a... imagine honestly, mm. just realizing that you've been sleeping with the enemy this whole time. Like you've been sleeping, you're up. What is, oh. Jump scare. <laughs> is that is that scare. is that where we, that's where we're at now with with George? That's we'll get to okay. it when we get to it, innit? We'll get to that. We'll get to it. Trayvon, how did you feel about mm. it? Obviously, FIA incompetent as always. Or are they deliberately doing this to create a show? We just don't know with these guys anymore. But I found like a lot of the the pundits being so like up in arms 
um, about you know the the decision to take away Alonso's uh, podium, and you know they need to change the rules. You know people are touching the car during penalties. This needs to be changed, and there seems to be a lot more furor and uproar and all the roars about the Alonso penalty compared to their reaction to Abu Dhabi. I guess. How have you pervaded the F1 landscape as a result of that? And I guess, did you have any, like, feelings of distrust or did you feel triggered again? Like, what did it bring up for you? I mean, it, it, it's it's exactly what, what Tandy was saying, which is, like, it's the same level of, to me, it demonstrates they literally do whatever they want, when they want, and they interpret the rules how they want, mm-hmm. when they feel like, they want to. And so if you can take away someone's podium and then give it back Mm. (laughs) like an hour later, like the, to, to pretend like, because it's the, the championship trophy at the end of a season makes it any different than rightfully giving the, or giving the rightful owner their, their championship, then you you've clearly told us who you actually really are and what actually matters. You 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 declared there was a human error and all the other all the other shit that went along with that, but the rightful owner was not returned his property <laughs> based on that yeah. on that finding. But in in this case, and then all the all the pundits that are shouting about it, it's like you almost feel like oh the all the work the fans did to make you guys pay attention to Abu Dhabi in the way that you should have now all of a sudden gave you courage to stand up when you think there's an injustice that's happened uh, uh, in the sport. And so um, it's like, here's Lewis having to be the sacrificial lamb to you guys gaining a fucking spine Mm. um, to stand up for when you think something is wrong. I think the FIA has done something wrong and it, it just makes you not only feel worse for Lewis in some ways, but it also just makes you feel like there's there's no real governing body to this sport. It's just like a king who's just like, today I want yeah. this to happen. And today I want that to happen. And tomorrow I might feel differently if that exact same thing happens because of what I had for lunch yeah. that day. And And so, if you're if you're being governed by a body that you can't predict that has that supposedly has rules and regulations but then you still can't predict the interpretation of those rules and regulations what's the point what's the point let me tell you right now i was pervading twitter yesterday and this morning and i was pissed off like i was absolutely you know what yeah i said this at abu dhabi i'll say it again don't piss on my shoes and tell me it's raining bruv like these men are taking us for pricks. Like I, I, I actually like they're taking us for pricks. I can't believe I'm. I'm seeing Will Buxton. I've never seen Will Buxton so animated. This is a disgrace. <laughs> the FIA need to sort their house out. I've seen Crofty tweet for the first time in about twenty years. I've seen Karun climb out of his little bunker. Oh, the FIA, I can't believe. Where was this energy? Like you say, Trayvon, we had to drag these men out of bed by their singlet and beat them into saying something about Abu Dhabi. But God forbid, Fernando Alonso gets a penalty 
rightly or wrongly, but these guys are so up in arms. And it's just like, I'm not going to lie, it makes watching this sport so annoying because, like, uh, you're just constantly being gaslit about things that you've gone through, how significant they are, things that Lewis has gone through, how significant or insignificant they are. And it's like if you say something or if you compare something, oh, get over it, we need to move on, that's another thing. But it's like we're not even setting precedent with these things. Like you say, Trayvon, it's just like they're just handpicking when they're deciding to do things and when they're deciding. So we're not going to slow the cars down. You know, we're going to keep basic regulations so the gap stays the same and we're not going to apply any kind of like consistency in how we do things regarding the rules. Even though I've been watching this sport since I was six, I still don't understand half of the rules. It's a madness, bro. And I just like, I am actually like, it just, I think it creates, and I think this is something we see online, this kind of like complete distrust with the sport, right? And it's like, if you can't, you know, apparently, if you take hallucinogenics, you can't trust your eyes. You can't trust what you're seeing, right? And you're like, what am I seeing? And I feel like I've taken the strongest asset because I don't know what I'm seeing anymore. <laughs> I can't trust my own eyes. I can't trust my own brains. That's not from personal experience. So I just think, yeah, that's where I am with it. And we'll see what happens from race to race to race to race. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Am I going over the top? I had to get that out. This is therapy right now. <laughs> I mean, at some point, if you, if you let the sport become this kind of spectacle of uninterpretation and unpredictability, you're basically becoming wrestling, right? Yeah. You're becoming the WWE because the results end up being what you want them to be on that particular yeah. night, right? And if someone gives you a reason or gives you an out to do something different, then you just take it. And so if, if they're not going to apply rules correctly or stick to a a consistent way of uh, applying them then nothing matters i still don't understand why mercedes hasn't just gone over the cost cap like just do it and see what happens mm -hmm. we like they've already set a precedent of of what's what's supposed to happen and they tried to do that whole thing of like when they gave their bullshit uh slap on the wrist to red bull saying if anyone else does this like you'll be there'll be severe penalty level it's like okay like so now what are you saying whoever did it first was the one who would get yeah. away with it it was mercedes fault for not doing it first yeah I, yeah i'll say Christian Horner would burn down the FIA building if if Mercedes had overspent and built a car this fast and and nothing happened and they only had to pay seven million dollars. Like if that's the point, just pay the seven million dollars. Right. We've got that. Like, We're good for that. What that do you mean? Toto, Toto paid out of his pocket. Crowdfunding. <laughs> I don't care. Mercedes fans will give you the seven million dollars. Like if it means competing. Yeah. No, like one hundred percent. Tandy, your your lips looking extra moisturized. I feel the comments she gave me. The comments she gave me ran out, so now I don't actually have any. any oh left. no! So, so I was looking I've got at you. I've got you. one for you. I've got one. Tandy, um, 
mm. I, I guess do you do you have like a I don't know do you have like a all right, let me ask you a question because a lot of people have said okay. that if <laughs> if Lewis goes they go and obviously you can't go because I won't I think you've asked me this you asked me quite a bit do I I can't go where you can't leave the sport if if Lewis goes because I need you but let's say you didn't own a podcast <laughs> that talks about Formula yeah um and the only reason I say this is because <laughs> I saw a lot of I can't deal with this sport anything that's keeping me in this sport is is Lewis Hamilton and I think right events like the other day with the FIA and how they like adjudicate things and how they run things I can't kind of add to that so I guess I was gonna ask does for you does it is that a factor of what adds to that is it just you know or do we just have to fucking do we just expect uh, do we just accept the sport for what it is that it's a shit show or and you carry on or do you you know do you just when the only thing that's kind of cool about it goes you just fuck off with it as well just leave them to it basically um Mm, I guess this is how the, I always say this is how um, I believe the Ferrari fans must have felt mm. um, like going from an ultimate high to being this iconic brand to kind of just being very irrelevant and having Carlos Sainz and George I mean sorry Carlos Sainz <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was on my head <laughs> um, sorry having Charles, uh, Carlos Sainz and Charles as like the main drivers now and they're fucking it up but um it depends what sort of fan you are, I guess, because a lot of people have been pulled in by the the craze of Lewis Hamilton, which is the fashion, the glamour, yeah. the what he brings as a person to the sport. And so if you feel like the sport has not kind of honoured its promise to your icon, Lewis Hamilton, then I'd understand why you'd be like, if Lewis walks, I walk. Mm. But then again, there is some of us who just take pride in just seeing these cars go round and round mm. every Sunday, whether it be 5 a.m. in the morning or like at stupid o'clock in the evening. So I guess, it, yeah, so it definitely depends on what sort of fan you are. Um, is it disappointing times? Yes. Yeah. Does delusion help? Yes. Mm. Um, but obviously questioning things that, you know, like, you know, the same rules don't apply to the same person every time. And that can be very frustrating. Um, I don't like to think of uh, Lewis's leave. I remember when Trayvon came on the podcast um, after... I won't need to repeat it. But after <laughs> that happened, and Trayvon being uh, the director he was, he was talking about um, how in every film you have like examples of Rocky, like you can't always win, and then you get the scenes where um, the the main character is going through it. I kind of remixed my own, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I was gonna say, I remember when... you just like, yeah, when like Rocky goes into space and he." like fights the aliens and then he comes back and he wins the <laughs> WWE champion. I, I don't think I said that. Well, it wasn't that bad, but that. It, it was, just, it was. He's, guys, he's just, re, he's just really remixed. Like, I said, I said, rent was due, the couch was outside. And, you know, like people were knocking on the door saying like, where's rent? Um, I did not say anything about aliens, but um, yeah, I guess 
we are kind of in that moment for Lewis and the expectation was that he would get better last year and it didn't. So we're now kind of out here like Trayvon and is there another film? Is there a series? <laughs> is there like a long hiatus? Are we doing like a take that? We were big in the 90s and then, you know, we'll come back around every time there's a Queen's Jubilee or like something the BBC mm. needs, you know? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but as I say, like, good thing I'm delusional because I can't see I'm blind, basically. Mm. The nice. sign, I can't read the sign if I can't read. Do you know what I mean? The sign does not make sense if I can't read. So. See no evil, hear no evil. That is how Tandy is living right go. now. I understand. Um, speaking of evil, there is a new, not even a new. How do I describe this right now? Okay. So in the race, we had a situation where Lance Stroll stops on track and the FIA call a safety car. One, the car was so off track. I don't even know why there was a safety car, but God forbid it wouldn't be to help someone get closer to the front and not have to overtake all those cars. But let's, let's not imply that. But... So... Um, so, so, uh, safety car comes out. Lewis is on an alternate strategy to everyone. He's on these hard tires, which he was not enjoying. And he gets to come in. He gets to put on some mediums. Everyone else is on the mediums, goes onto the hards. Lewis is behind his, well, at some point they end up, he ends up behind George. I'm going to preface this. After Max zooms past him. Boy, oh boy, do they love to emphasize. Oh my, they loved it. Like it was the most shortest little bit, but they kept repeating, repeating, repeating. Yeah. Oh my God, like Sky, you like, Sky aren't even hiding it at this point. I'm so sorry. Continue, continue. No, no, look, Max, I mean, look, the Red Bull with its DRS open is 17 kilometers per hour quicker than its competitors that's like a different category of formula like it is crazy um and obviously yeah so obviously max gets past lewis and he gets past everyone else on his way to second um there's a situation where george is quite close to alonso uh a couple of seconds and then lewis is behind george now i think a lot of this is stoked i'm going to preface this by saying a lot of this is stoked by the fact that sky for one reason or another told the world that george was given team orders and didn't let lewis do and then really quietly on the show after the race was done they're like oh yeah by the way uh, george wasn't given any team orders there that and then they just carry on but the damage had been done. <laughs> the damage had been done. That changes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, all no, no, no. I was, I, right, I'm so not finished yet. Was... I'm not. I'm not. Let me. Let, okay. Can I finish? Can, can I finish? <laughs> <laughs> so, within the, base, the, within the fan base, within the fan base, 
there's always been a section of uh, f- a section of fans who um, have never taken to George, uh, and I'll read out some of the answers as to why people don't like George. And I, I want to again preface this by saying I respect everyone's opinion. You can have your opinion. Um, that's fine. But I think the festering, lingering feeling that people had was prized open like Pandora's box with the belief that George disobeyed team orders. Um, So let's just act like he did, although he didn't. Let's just act like he did. Um, Who shall I I'll start with Trayvon. I'll come to you. Tandy, you said... (laughs) <laughs> that you had been telling everyone about George because he is uh, a snake, essentially. And I think that's one thing that people have always kind of said about him, that he puts himself first before the team. So I guess what is it that brought you to that conclusion with the belief that George didn't follow team orders? I guess what in that, um, what in that character in his character would lead him to disobey team orders i don't know george i don't know him personally Nasha, mm. so i can't really talk on his character oh okay because i just know throughout history every <laughs> oh, i'm talking um oh, she... every every group had like somebody who was told so when the Supremes were doing shoe wop de wop and Diana mm. was and they were told Diana's doing the second bridge, they would move, okay? We rehearsed it. Shoe wop de wop, Diana takes the second bridge. Okay. When the temptations were about to go on stage and Otis had his ego, they said <laughs> Anybody coming to hear you, Otis, they're coming for the temptations. Mm. And they got on with it. <laughs> when Destiny's Child were told Beyonce is taking the second I'm a survivor and then we end on Michelle to introduce her. Mm. That's how it went every single time. Right. How then do we have a young George Russell being told you need to move over for Lewis Hamilton and he can't move? Throughout history, you've always moved. So this now makes me look at you sideways because I've been sleeping next to you. We're sharing toothbrushes. Are you putting my toothbrush? Like now I'm looking at you. If he did, if he did, guys, this is me saying if he did. Yeah, because I can't trust Sky F1. They've told me one thing and told me the other. So I'm just saying if he did disrespect or deny team orders, I'm now looking at him very differently. You can kill me. I'm looking at you like you can kill me. (laughs) I share a bathroom with you. You might just put my toothbrush in the toilet. How do I not know it was you who ate my noodles last night? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We need to start looking at this boy sideways. And do you know what? Nyasha Mm. wants to start this whole thing that, you know, oh, but you liked him. Okay. Okay. That does not mean I will not like. We're not, as I said at the start of this, um... I've never met George Russell. I don't know his character. However, I called this day in 2021. And Yasha, 177 people 
will back that. NASA tried to draw me out, you guys. Online, he was he said cap. He said he said at the start of the season, you said how much you liked George Russell. Yes, I did until I heard that he disobeyed team orders. I said it throughout the podcast. I've been saying I'm giving him a chance, but when I first said I did not like George Russell because he might just put my toothbrush in the toilet. <laughs> People called me nuts. Yeah? So I'm here on this podcast to say, I told you, law. What I told you is what I told you. That is all. (laughs) (laughs) I rehearsed that one in the shower. See, 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 Trayvon, what she does, yeah? (laughs) I'm trying to get my shot, my acting <laughs> shot. And this is how she turns up. Oh, my God. This is like when Nicole wouldn't let the other pussycat dolls sing, bro. I where, where, where's my bridge? Stay there with your Melody Thornton ass. Like, leave. Go on Jibs this song. Do your let's wait a while. But I am still Nicole. Oh, my okay. God. Unbelievable. Okay. Javon. <laughs> I mean, there's not much more to add, but no, of course, <laughs> no, of course there is. Trayvon, um, look, there is definitely like, there's a problem at Mercedes this season, right? And we'll, I guess we've spoken about the car and maybe we could talk a bit more about how they fix it or whatever, but there's a problem with Mercedes in that Lewis isn't happy. The fans aren't happy. George is clearly not there to be a number two driver. He's there to be the number one driver. He's out for himself. I guess, do you think that is, one, I guess, what are your thoughts on George Russell? Do you know, do you like George? Do you not like George? Do you think it's a good driver pairing? But I guess, two, are we in for trouble this season where potentially it looks like, you know, they're going to be close and George will not, I guess easily, although I don't think this race is a good example because they, you know there was no radio chat. But I guess let's say in theory, because that's more fun if we just fabricate lies. Like let's say he did do that. What I guess, yeah. Do you think it's a comfortable situation for Mercedes to deal with, or is it going to be something like I don't know, like the 2016 Nico versus Lewis kind of situation? No, I th- I th- I think George is. out for George. And I think while he will sort of play nice, I definitely can see getting to a point where it could be Nico Lewis too, right? Like where he will, if he's close or ahead of Lewis in the way that he has been and the way that he was last season, I could definitely see him not wanting to listen to team orders or not wanting to do anything to support Lewis, you know, being that team's number one driver. Because I think in his mind, this guy's leaving soon. They're going to replace him with someone. And I need to establish myself as the top dog when that happens. And so it, even with Lewis doing all the car testing last season and taking those hits when George was like, you know, getting to reap the benefits of it and, and looking like he was like such, so much faster or such a, a, a having or, or being a better driver, so to speak. Like we all know what happens if 
you put Lewis in a car like that Red Bull, right? Yeah. Like it's the combination of the machine and the man, right? You can, if you put Lance Stroll or uh, even one of these new young guys like uh, Sergeant or whoever in that Red Bull car, they're not going to know how to maximize the potential of that car like right now. And, and that's the difference between just having uh, it, it being just about the car, which is important, but it's also about the man behind the wheel. And I think George is who I, who I liked. Mm -hmm. I like, I like, I was a big fan of him at Williams. Um, gave me the hat off his head at the Mexican <laughs> Grand Prix. Always appreciate that. Um, but I do think he is in a place where he is definitely looking to stake some claim. And it's, it's on one hand, it's hard to fault him for it because as a, as a, a competitive athlete and I having been there, of course you want to like be the top dog, even if you are compete, even if Michael Jordan is your teammate, right? Yeah. Like you, the part of you that has gotten where you are is because you want to be the best. And so, but in a sport like Formula One, where there's a number one and a number two, even when they try to act like it's not uh, a thing, it's like, yeah, you got to kind of play, play the game. And I could see that in this situation, especially with the car not being good, it not going that way. I think if he had showed up and Mercedes was still top of the food chain and still yeah. competitive, he'd be a little more amenable to being number two because Lewis would still be winning. Lewis would still be, you know, doing yeah. his Lewis thing, uh, as Ariana DeVos <laughs> would put it. Um, and so I think it's a combination of the team not being good and George not having anything to lose that he can, he can make that move. Oh, you're muted. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to read out some of the tweets. <laughs> so I tweeted, what is it specifically about George that people don't like? Please note, I'm asking this politely and in the aid of putting these reasons into the podcast, I come in peace, love and light all teammates. That's because someone yesterday said that I had egg on my face because I always backed George and told me to hold the L. And then someone else was like, oh, we try to tell them, child. And I was like, guys, chill <laughs> out. But uh, Lee Tandy <laughs> says, uh, it would appear to me that he forgets he's part of a team. LH did the most to ensure the success of the team last year, and he barely acknowledged it. It's giving more Nico than Valtteri, and I hate it. I sniffed it from his comments in DTS season four already. It's the George show. I think that goes to something that you said there, Trayvon, about he is looking out for himself, right? It's a doggy dog world. And, you know, he's looking out for himself. And I think this is for a lot of people. Um, self-centered came up a lot he's an extraordinarily self-centered driver who despite what he says in interviews has shown himself to be more concerned with his own race and than what it could potentially mean in a grand scheme of things at mercedes fighting for p5 isn't a fight he doesn't realize this i am going to come out this is what tommy was talking about 
about Team LH being slightly delusional. Guys, we don't actually know this guy. We've never met him. We can't go that deep into his character. Is he that self-centered? Probably. Because self-centered can still win you titles. Self-centered could still... I don't know. I don't okay, know. I don't know. let me ask you a question, Tandy. Too deep. Let me ask you a question. Who would you rather in the second Mercedes seat? Valtteri Bottas or George Russell? This <laughs> <laughs> is so evil. <laughs> you you wait for this one. You are so happy to ask me this. <laughs> George Russell. Well. <laughs> George Russell. Why is that? <laughs> because, because, do you know what? Albeit I'm angry at him. <laughs> oh, no. Because I've just said I don't trust him. <laughs> oh, no. Am I the problem? <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> um, uh, Mario saying Bottas with the mullet pushes LH more than Bottas. Hmm. <laughs> That's just battery 5.0, to be honest. You're not answering the question, Tandy. I've decided I'm not answering it. Okay. Give tan- me, ask me. No, I give you permission to ask me this at our live show. Oh, okay. I'll give you a proper answer. Okay, no, she wants to do it and there's no cameras around. Trayvon, um, who do you want? <laughs> <laughs> who do you want in the second seat at Mercedes, Bottas or Russell? Oh, man, it's hard because... <sighs> I've spent a lot of time with Alfa Romeo, and I like mm. Valtteri a lot. Keep, gotta, um, gotta keep keep them and, sweet because they the access they gave you, <laughs> I, I'd be like Bottas all day. <laughs> <laughs> so my my uh, I do I do I did like the Valtteri Lewis tandem, even though Valtteri had his uh, had his moments uh, at Mercedes. Um, but I also, uh, you know, there's a version of George in my head that I like that I don't think exists. There's a version of George that the driver that he is, he was willing to support his teammate would would be a much better situation. But I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if that's possible. And... I think Valtteri had an understanding of that dynamic when you recognize you're in the presence of greatness and how history will, will smile upon you when you support it. And, and, and when you return, I don't know if Georgia sees it that way. And so I kind of like, I think I'm leaning Valtteri on this. I mean, not to mention, I do have, uh, where is it? I do have these guys on my desk Aww. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the dream team. I of, love uh, that. Of, uh, wow. <laughs> so Look, I don't want to talk. Um, you don't want to talk. So why? 
وايت هو وايت انمي ذا انا Okay, and look, the reason I say that is because I asked this question on our Twitter and 2,890 votes, 50-50. You just asked it on Twitter. I didn't even notice. I've just actually just tweeted it. My bad. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we're asking again. Um, no, but delete. So, um, um, so <laughs> um, I, look, I think what I will say is this. I un- I think Trayvon, you put it really well there. I understand the people that don't like George because I said it before, I'll say it again. A lot of T- Team LH are Lewis Hamilton fans and then Mercedes fans. In fact, they're not even Mercedes fans. Mercedes are there to give Lewis the car he needs to win races, to win championships. And they're failing at that. Mercedes are failing at listening to Lewis Hamilton uh, to give him the type of car that he needs to drive in the way that he wants to, oh, to, to go. I don't even have to talk too much. We'll talk... Tandy, me and you, because I can get at you more when Trayvon's gone. I don't want to be rude in front of guests, I'm joking. But Trayvon, <laughs> quickly, um, did you have a star? Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Platform, platform, platform. Hope is going to get that demonetized <laughs> so quickly. Um, <laughs> Trayvon, did you have a star of the day from the uh, Saudi Arabian Grand Prix? Um, star of the day. Um, you know, I did. I'm not. I'm not going to like give it to anyone in the front of the race because I felt like they mm. did what they were supposed to do. Um, I, I did like the way, was it, what was the, I'm going to make sure I'm picking of the right driver. What was the order? Who finished 10th? Uh, K-Mag finished 10th ahead of Yuki Tsunoda. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked the way K-Mag drove this weekend. Nice. I thought he, I thought he, I thought he put on a nice little show. Um, <clears throat> And so my instinct is to say K Mag. Okay. Um, I also like the way uh, Joe Wan Yu drove yeah, this weekend. Really good. Really good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it to to, to Joe Guan Yu actually. Now that I'm thinking back on it. Um, and sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna just do a um, clang of your donkey, but hold on. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker! You can, can I have your donkey? <laughs> 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 can, I, can I have your donkey of the day, please? Uh, donkey of the day to me is, is going to be the FIA. That's going to it's going to give it to the FIA and let them have it. They know what they did. You know what you did. <laughs> um, no, I I totally get it. But you look, stupid motherfucker. Um, I can't wait till I go to New York and someone calls me that. I'm gonna be like, oh, I made 
um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much Trayvon you've been an incredible guest so thank you for staying longer than you you, you needed to we really appreciate it here's your cheering yeah yeah man thank you guys for having me as always Right, pleasures all right. Can't wait I to meet you this year, Trayvon. Oh yeah, Trayvon, we're going Austin and Vegas. Um oh nice. Okay, I'll probably see you guys there. I mean I'll, I don't know when I'll be back in London to have dinner at your house yeah. again, but uh, you're welcome around anytime, bro. <laughs> Just let, let me know, get the table ready. Don't worry, don't watch that. All right, take guys. Care, take care, Trayvon. Much appreciated. Uh I'm going to why, hello. Welcome back to the Quicksop F1 podcast. Uh, it's just me. Uh, the reason for that being that me and Tandy recorded a lovely segment of me and her talking uh, right after the end of our lovely chat with Trayvon. And then uh, we went to edit everything and it's all gone. Finished. No one is going to ever see that footage ever again. So I thought instead of just cutting it at that harsh point, I thought I would come back and finish off the podcast. So what can we talk about? I say we in the plural sense or the metaphysical sense in that it's only me. But hopefully you're okay with that. And I guess what I wanted to really go over real quick so I put out a tweet um, asking Team LH to, if they don't like George, to list the reasons why, right? And I think we read a couple of tweets for there, and uh, we received a bit of backlash from that. I mean, it's Twitter, you're going to receive backlash for absolutely anything. But I guess it does, like, I've been thinking about it since then, and I guess maybe we do have a responsibility. I think sometimes, you know, you can think that you're just part of this small community, and sometimes, you know, you are talking into an echo chamber, but then things get outside of that echo chamber, right? And I have to think, like, what would it be like if I saw a bunch of tweets of a fan base like, why don't you like Lewis Hamilton? And just everyone listing the reasons why they don't like Lewis Hamilton. And I guess, would I like that? I wouldn't. Would I think that, no, as much as they're saying that they like Lewis Hamilton and they're just trying to figure it out for their uh, podcast, is that a responsible way for us to use the platform and use the podcast? Probably not, on reflection. So I do regret that a little bit. But... I guess lessons learned. Why am I telling you this? I don't know. I don't know. But I guess I'm just vocalizing the thoughts that I've had. And I guess the bigger you get and the bigger we get, I guess the more responsible we have to be with that. And I don't want to incite hate, but there's no getting away from it, guys. There's a clear division in the fan base. Now, do I share those feelings? No. A little bit. I understand them. I understand it, right? I think George is used as a tool and a prop and a stick with which to beat Lewis Hamilton with. I think George is either so self-centered that he doesn't see it and he's unaware of it, or he's fully aware of it and Machiavellian to the sense that he absolutely doesn't care. And look, 
we saw how Lando reacted when everyone was peppering Daniel and, you know, they asked him, Lando, do you feel sorry for, for Daniel? He said, no. Not in the slightest. And really, why would George feel sorry for Lewis? He's trying to take his spot. He's trying to be the next up. But that doesn't mean that there's some snaky things that he does. And I guess when we say snaky, we're a team languishing as the fourth quickest car. We thought so until Ferrari showed up this weekend. But that's not what we want. We want to be fighting for championships. We want to be fighting for first. We want to be where Red Bull are, if we're going to be frank. So is fighting over the same piece of tarmac when someone's got quicker tyres than you the best way to go about it? Probably not. Do I think the team could have stepped in and said, hey, George, let him through. If he catches, if he catches Alonso, great. If he doesn't, then he'll let you back past. That's a failing on the team. And I think that's what we're going to see going forward, what we have seen. I don't think the team are willing to step in and put George to one side and sun him a little bit and say, hey, these are the rules of engagement. And if someone is behind you after a safety car on quicker tyres, let's just give it a go, even if it's only for a few laps. And then if you catch him, which, you know, you probably would have, then you catch him. But also, we don't have all the data we don't have all the analysis that the team has. We're there in our armchairs. Some of us are watching with F1 multiviewer. Some of us are watching with the timing screen. So, you know, some of us have more information than others. And I say some of us, I don't. But, you know, we're trying to make decisions for the team. And I guess where there's a lack of trust in George, there's also a lack of trust in the team. The team didn't listen to Lewis. And of continued with a concept that he doesn't agree with. There's rumours that maybe George has been more accepting and, again, this Machiavellian nature. Has George encouraged the concept? Encouraged the engineers? Oh, no, you know what? You're not wrong. You know, George is, George is like your girlfriend's mates who will tell your girlfriend all the shit that you do. And and he'll be like, oh, baby, it was never your fault. It was never your fault. It's all his fault. Whole time, maybe she's a witch. And that's what this car is. And maybe George isn't giving them the reels the same way Lewis Hamilton is. And he's getting favourable treatment and he's getting inside the skin and they're not able to manage what is looking like a growing ego. But they're also, look at us, we're all just, we all just want the best for Lewis. And what's the best for Lewis maybe isn't the best for Mercedes. And I guess maybe we have to deal with that. These are all just the ramblings of a man who just hates the fighting. But we're all a family. And sometimes families don't get on. Sometimes families don't agree. And that's absolutely fine, man. So I respect everyone's opinion on it. And it's all love at the end of the day. It's all love. But who knows? This season's going to be a long out. I'm not going to lie to you. This season is going to be long. Because real talk, this is going to happen again. This is going to happen again. And boy, 
when it does, I, I will be there, no matter what, cowering, <laughs> cowering from the messages that I'll probably receive. But there you go. So look, Tandy and I did Stars and Donkeys. Uh, my star of the day was Yuki Tsunoda. Yuki, I thought, drove a great weekend. Put in Nick DeFries in the dirt. I'm sorry, Yuki. Okay. Pit stop fracker, guys. I'm going to call you up. I need a thousand Yuki coins. Stat. I know it's going to the moon. Because he's securing his drive. The more he beats Nick DeFries, the more he's going to secure his drive. And, you know, with that... I can't be nothing but proud of Yuki. Uh, unfortunate yet again to get a point where he would have deserved it. So big up to Yuki Tsunoda. My donkey of the day was Verstappen and Yoss. Max and Yoss. Verstappen. Guys. There's a phrase that's like vibes can't done. Which means good times, good vibes keep rolling. These men are like bad vibes, Kian Dan. Fucking hell. Joss and Max are bad vibes cartel. That's what they are. That's their nickname from now on. That's You know what? That's the family motif. Bad vibes cartel. Honest to God. I've never seen two people cut from the same cloth. It's not even a cloth. It's a dirty dish rag. The cloth is like them things that mechanics have in their back pocket, which they use to wipe their grubby little hands after it's been in your engine all day. And then they come out and they say, oh, I'm sorry. That's going to be the drive shaft. That's going to cost you $3,000. Yours just not even... You know what, yeah? There's a difference between... Not being overly happy. I don't want Yoss to be there jumping up and down like he's at an EDM concert. But at least show some appreciation for the fact that the teammate of the team of the driver that your son drive. <sighs> I'm so... <laughs> I can't even talk. At least show some appreciation for the teammate of your son in the same team that your son drives for. Has brought home maximum points for the team. Which means that the team are... On their way to work, uh, to the Constructors' Champion success, which is great for the team. People get bonuses. You're part of a team. Just show a little bit of respect. Fundamental lack of respect that they both have. For him to stand there, sullen-faced. In his mind, just like, Hello, darkness, my old friend. What a lack of respect. And then it goes down to Max. Max can't even respect his team. In one, in one, in one uh, sentence, in a press conference, he's talking about how the team worked so hard to bring the car to the track. And then a drive shaft fails. And he doesn't stay after qualifying. He walks out. And then he makes those comments in the press conference. And now, instead of the focus being on Checo, the focus is on the focus is on, on Max. Entitlement, belittlement, something elsement, bemusement. I'm bemused. 
I can't believe these men. Honestly, it's ridiculous. And I just think, like, for for a worldwide sport broadcast across the world, kids looking at this, impressionable teenagers, impressionable adults, to be honest, because the way Verstappen fans act, unreal. And then for them to act like that, it's okay, like, we get it, you're the pantomime villains, but you're also on your way to being top five drivers of all time, Max. Let's not fuck around here. This guy's stats at the end of his career, if he chooses to go long, are going to be insane, as long as this car is good. Because he's got everything he needs. He's got a team that will bend to his will. He's got a a car that is perfectly suited for him. You don't have to be like that. But also, you know, growing pains. Lewis Hamilton wasn't perfect when he was coming up. Granted, you could argue the pressure on Lewis is completely different. A black man in a white-dominated sport. The, the expectation on him, the pressure on him, and the growing he had to do in the public eye. And I guess there are similarities there with Max, but they're different types of pressures. There's different types of growing. There's different types of abuse that these guys face. I don't think Max could walk a day in Lewis's shoes at the same age. I think the stats bear that out. But it'd be cool to see some progression of growth in Max. But then if his dad is the worst vibes ever just standing there, like a cuckold watching his wife get screwed and not even enjoying it. Just sat there with diminishing amounts of return on what he's there to watch. I don't know. What's that do for the sport? What's that got to do for Max? And to be fair, in the interview after the press uh, the press conference, no, it's not the press conference, the podium interviews, he seemed all right. And it feels like he probably, he was finally like, oh, dad, got second place. His dad is like, that's not good enough. Look at the team fucked you over. This, that, and the other. And then he's gone into the press conference and he's just gone off. And it's like, Max, bro. At some point, maybe in the same way Lewis had to release himself from his father, maybe Max might have to do that to, to be able to grow into his own person. But who am I? to say anything about Max and his life. Like Tandy said, we don't know these guys. We project our own feelings, biases, emotions, traumas, triggers onto these people. We don't know them. It makes for banging content, but we don't know these people. The Stappen fans are probably sick of us talking about their guy, man. I'd be sick of us. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop. Because he just gives us so much to feed on. I don't know. I think I'm going to make a video about George and Lewis. I think that needs more detail. Because there's so many factors in it. I'm just going all over the place. But I just realised. Maybe I'll do that. This week, I'll film that. But look. It's not about me. It's not about Tani. It's not about our Brockhoff equipment. It's about you guys. So let's read some of your... Stars and donkeys, so many, over 60, oof. Um, 
Moethus underscore Soga says, Star of the day, Perez and George Russell for a brilliant drive. I didn't even know George Russell was going to be in that one. Oh, God. Perez and George Russell for a brilliant drive. Uh, donkey of the day, raising stewards for that call on Alonso being so late. It shouldn't have taken that long. It's just ridiculous. It should not take that long, man. Um, we spoke about that with, with Trayvon, you know. Um... Mr. Stark uh, at underscore underscore fundo. Uh, Star Perez or Piastri for getting into P3 as well. Well done, Oscar. Well done, Oscar. I feel like next week I want to discuss this race in a bit more detail. We didn't really get to discuss so many things because the donkey of the day from uh, underscore fundo is Norris and Ferrari. Ferrari. Where are Ferrari? Maybe we need to get Vincenzo on. I think we need to get Vincenzo on. What is going on at Ferrari, man? Honestly, it's uh, it's crazy out there. Um, we've got... Oh, let me just send that to Chris. Um, what else have we got here? We have got... Got my own account. Mido? Mido? Star of the day, Red Bull. Uh, <laughs> don't give the day. Aston Martin pit crew. I don't know. Like, honest to God, yeah. The only reason Aston Martin got off is because other people had done it before and there was a precedent and then the FIA didn't follow their own precedent. That's what's annoying. That's what annoy I think that's what I failed to mention in the previous part of the podcast is that the Will Buxton is suggesting that we need to have set timers for the teams now so that they don't touch the cars during the five seconds. Guys, just don't touch the car. How easy is it to not touch something for five seconds? Like, do you know what I mean? Consent is king. You don't have consent to touch the car. You don't have consent to feel up on the front. You don't have consent to feel up on the back. Chill. Five seconds. I don't understand. I don't understand, man. Honestly, I just... F1 journalists baffle me absolutely baffle me um quite a lot of <laughs> i'm gonna read all of the uh george russell donkeys of the day because people are going in um uh, uh ikra says donkey is george uh bivash underneath says a very fast donkey nonetheless very true um at Meek and Nord, sorry, <laughs> Meek and Nord, I think, uh, says topics to be discussed. Lewis getting a new teammate as soon as possible. People do not want George in that seat. <laughs> and I understand it. I do get it. I do get it. I do get it. Um, uh, Spuda ranks says star of the day Lewis 32 laps on mediums Hamilton like that is incredible we forget about that that is an incredible performance and for him to bring it home not lose places still finish ahead of the Ferraris I think that's you know that's a great 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 performance and finally dud star star of the day always Lewis Donkey of the day, Ferrari, and Woody. 
Woody as a nickname for George Russell is incredible. <laughs> um, so look, guys, I'm going to call it there. Remember, if you like this podcast, make sure to give us a like and a subscribe. We're trying to, the next target is 3,000 subscribers. So we're trying to get to 3,000. Once we get to 3,000, we're trying to get to five. Once we get to five, trying to get to 10. Once you get to 10, and that's it. It just grows and grows and grows. We took a break, but I'm starting to see the growth on the platforms, on the TikTok, on the Instagram. And, you know, the more you guys support us, the more we can do. So thank you so much. We have a big announcement regarding the live show, um, which will come on the next race uh, race review pod, which will be after Australia. So make sure you tune in for that. And also remember... If you like what we do and you want to support us, we have a Patreon, two ninety nine ad free, um, ad free stream. And if you want some of that extra content that we do on there, there's a there's a level for you. And also there's the merch masters tier, uh, where you get sent a piece of merch every three months. But yeah, what a weird race, weird race, weird time in the F one fandom. But I hope sincerely. That all of you are staying safe, taking care of yourselves, take care of your mental health. Because this sport, let me tell you now, this sport is beating my ass with concrete gloves. Honestly. So, guys, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones. And remember, no matter what life throws at you, keep it on the black stuff. Until next time.